Welcome to the E4 Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Murray, and on this episode, I talk to Aaron Schreiner, head athletic trainer for the Liberty University men's basketball team. Everybody, welcome to episode one of the E4 Transformation Podcast. I am here with my man, Aaron Schreiner, um, head athletic trainer for the Liberty Men's Basketball Team. And um, I think this is fitting that Aaron's my first guest. I just want this to be a podcast where we can serve others. And um, man, Aaron loves to serve. Um, His team is elite. I, I would say that they're high major, even though they would be in a mid-major conference. Conferences don't matter. It's just the, the work. And Aaron has been with Liberty since Jump Street. Um, if you follow um, a Liberty men's basketball by any um, forum, you can you know that they are special. I'm glad to have you on the podcast, man. You're my dude. Thanks, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. But Aaron, just tell the world about yourself. Just so... I mean, obviously I know you, but I'm, I'm sure other people would love to get to know you. Oh, well, that's a blessing and a curse if you know, if you know me at all. So, um, but uh, I am originally from uh, Northwest Ohio. I grew up in a small, small little uh, country town. Um, town was like a mile, mile long and a half mile wide. Uh, literally during cross country practice, we would run around the town. Um, but that's where I grew up. It was good to me. Uh, I was pastor's kid. Um, I, um, so I I grew up in that kind of paradigm, if you would, I did my undergrad at Taylor university in Upland, Indiana. It's a small NAIA, uh, Christian liberal arts school. Um, I would have graduated in four years and I think, when did I graduate college? College would have been Oh two. And then I I took a year off from clinical work. I did some substitute teaching. I worked at a restaurant, uh, the real world, if you would. And then I went back to grad school and I did my grad work through the University of Toledo, contracted out to Tiffin University, which is a, a D2 school in Ohio. And I got my uh, master's degree and uh, was looking for jobs. Liberty uh, uh, offered in August of 05. And I have been at Liberty ever since. This will be the start of my 16th basketball season. So I started with basketball and men's soccer um as our program started to grow uh after that first year actually rolled me into men's football and men's basketball uh and as basketball started to become a full-time um the ncaa like they always change their contact rules and that kind of stuff so as things kind of grew and our staff also grew concurrently um uh, basketball is now my principal my only clinical uh, uh assignment um, but I do some other things with the neurologist and, uh, that we have a, a, a working relationship with. So, yeah, Liberty, Lynchburg, Virginia, it's a great place. Uh, I've, been, I've been married since uh, November of 05, and um, I have two little girls, a seven-year-old uh, named Abby and a five-year-old named Bree. And that's probably been, um, you, when you're early on in my profession, you realize you don't you don't know as much as you think you do um, and you grow and you advance your skill set um, and you got to learn how to manage time 
and manage the demands of other people. Uh, and then later you have family and that becomes a whole nother uh, paradigm shift, if you will. So that's kind of where I am right now. Here's what um, I'm interested in, man, is, you know, obviously I'm in grad school and mm -hmm. my master's is all these exercise science majors. And, and I ask these students, what do you want to do? And they say, I want to be a strength coach. I want to be an athletic trainer. And, you know, someone that's looking at you right now, you've been to the NC um, AA tournament. How many rings do you got, man? Uh, three. three. One uh, for, for, for basketball? For basketball? Yeah. Well, three, technically. Uh, but the one the one was COVID year that didn't last. So we went one with Bel Air. Okay, yeah. um, then that was an amazing year. That was, that was, uh, that year was like none other. Uh, just because it started, I mean, we had Antoine Burris go down and um, we struggled. We didn't know who we were. Not that we didn't know who we were. We just had to find a way to reinvent ourselves when our, our principal uh, player, our, our five guy, uh, went down. Um, so we actually, at that time, were the second only team to make the NCAA tournament with 20 losses, something like that. So that was, uh, I think it was 12-13. I think it was 12-13. And then we had two with Richie. So, yeah. All right, so here's, so here's what I want to ask you. How has the vision of Liberty men's basketball helped you to get better at your craft? Oh, uh, that, yeah, that matters for, and it doesn't matter if you have a family, if you're in a business, mm -hmm. if you're an athletic trainer, vision matters for anybody sure. their best. How has the vision of Liberty men's basketball with Coach McKay and even those before Coach McKay helped you just in your craft? Well, I, I think I think to answer that question, I think it's kind of twofold. Um, I think athletics, in general, when it's done right, um, I believe, and I've heard it said, it's one of the last vestiges in, in society that you know you put something outside of yourself above yourself. Um, you know, it, it goes to the whole. Um, yeah, so you 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 have to live and serve something that is bigger than you. Um, you, you know, you watch guys, it, it, it's very real for the guys on the court. I mean, they're sweating and they're hurting and they're exerting themselves. And, and the guarantee, the, out the outcome is not guaranteed, right? The only thing is guaranteed is that you gave, it, did you give your best? Um, and I think, I think there's theological principles that get involved in that too. Um, I think, you know, do you, are you, I think we as Western Christian Christians sometimes, and, and let me go there if, you, if I can. Uh, I think sometimes we, I'm going to serve God because I think I'm going to get something out of it. Um, and, you know, but what if, what if our God is good and holy and right and we should serve him and pursue him no matter what, regardless, regardless of outcome, um, is God still good? when your prayer isn't answered? The answer is yes. Um, and I think that's a hard, I, I don't think there's very many things in our culture that still point to that. I, I think it's, it's you know, we even right now we're saying, you know, uh, love the process and the process will love you back. I, I, that's 90% true. But what if the process never loves you back? What if you just put effort, 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 and you never make the NCAA, right? Um, 
I still, I would postulate, I would, I would propose that it's still worth it. And I still think there's good that comes out of that because um, I think, again, theologically, we were like, well, I want God to take me from A to B and I'll be happy when I get to B. What if the real gift is not you traversing A to B and getting to B what you want? What if the real gift is the transformation that comes from the journey, the up, the down, um, the pause um, that happens along the way to A to B? And I think, so to answer your question, um, as, a, as, a, as a younger father, um, as someone who's been married for 15 years, now going on 16, um, what, what I love about my job is it allows me to learn and ponder those type of questions and then apply it to my marriage and apply it to my kids. And, and like I said, I don't think there's a lot of thing culturally that, that makes advocates for this thing. So can I, to me, it's a hop, skip and a jump. Like I, I view everything I do in the lens of, you know, when I sit in team meetings, I listen to coaches talk. Is this coach speak or is this something that is um, applicable to, to family? um to my relationships to my coworkers do i do i serve people because i expect something from them or do i serve them because it's i get to right um can i teach my children to love others you know non-transactional do i do that with my wife am i willing to so yeah that that's that i i guess in a long 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 way the, what i love about my job is I believe athletics is one of the, 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 the last remaining vestiges of living for something other than yourself, working for a goal, a common goal. Um, and I think those things apply to our principal relationships for sure. And then hopefully some of our ancillary ones like our working relationships and stuff like that. So, so that's you yourself. Then obviously this is the E4 podcast. So how does that help I, you engage not only with other staff members or even the athletes, mm -hmm. with, not only with Liberty Men's Basketball, with mm -hmm. everybody. Because Liberty University, like, you're dealing with athletic trainers across all mm -hmm. across football, mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. diving. Um, you're, you deal with Henry Barrera with, as the director of performance for Liberty. Mm -hmm. um, do they, how do you all share that vision? Even though if I mm -hmm. ask each of them, they would have a different but right, right. How do you all collaborate? Um, well, I'd, I'd answer that in two kind of ways. Um, the thing that immediately pops into my head um, is a, a Coach McKay quote. You can't give away what you don't possess. Actually, he quoted from someone else, but you can't give away what you don't possess. So it, I cannot give vision. Um, I can't give away... Um, I can't, I, I can't teach someone to live for themselves if I'm not already trying to do that myself, right? If I don't already believe in the vision, I, so you can't give away what you don't possess. And the other thing is, I mean, I, to me, the very first thing that I go to is one of the, one of the first words is, is engage. I, I, think, I think it's relational. Like people don't know, people do not care what you know uh, unless they know how much you care or, or some, that, that's a paraphrase of a quote, right? Um, they don't they don't know they don't care how much you know they want to know how much you care or something like that um look up the look up the reference but i, I think for me it's 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 engaged like if you don't 
if I'm not willing to engage with you and kind of find you where you are, um, there's no relationship. And I don't think the other, other words become, I can't empower you, I can't equip you, and I can't encourage you because I'm not engaging you. And um, I think the thing that good leaders do, and I know uh, Richie uh, McKay and Dale Laird did this, is they learned the communication style of the people that they worked with. Um, some corresponded better with, you know, some people correspond better with written word, some with verbal. Uh, some people have to have to have visual, like face-to-face -face conversation um, to feel affirmed. And, and it just, um, I think, yeah, yeah, that's how I'm going to leave it. I, I think you, you, you got to possess it yourself, the ability to live for someone else and for a higher goal. You have to understand the vision. Uh, and then I think you have to start with knowing how to engage uh, different people in different domains. I think one of the things that does well with Henry and I's relationship is we speak each other's language. Um, I, what is, in another example is, is um, what is an athletic trainer supposed to do? My, my job is to be able to speak to the physician and understand that and then speak down, not down, to the athlete in, in, in a, his understanding, his language. Um, and even forward the question back to the physician and then go back and talk to the coach and re-explain all this again. So I, I think um, you got to be able to understand how other people communicate what their needs are and, and be able to uh, uh, begin to address those in their way, not necessarily my way. I think that leads into the, the empowerment part. Is right. Yeah, is that I mean, how does that I mean, how does that to to be able to relate something to an athlete in, in in a way that they can understand or let's use your little girls for an example to be able to relate something that they can un understand allows your kids to mm -hmm. be themselves to use that information say, okay how can I I understand it this is how I'm gonna apply it. Well, I think, well, let me hold you that. I think actually you would go to equip and then you would go to empower. And here's why. I think, you know, if you pay attention to the definitions and believe it or not, I, I kind of looked these up a little bit before we started talking, but, you know, to equip is to supply with necessary items for a particular purpose. So what do I need to give? So I, I, I begin to engage with you. I understand, or I, I'm starting to get a feel about maybe what emotive needs you may have or, or, um, just maybe the concerns that you have. And so out of that engagement, I get to know that, but then, okay, so how can I equip? How can I pour into this situation and, and um, you know, uh, give you what you need? And then the, the, the difference between that and, and empower is then authority. Like uh, not only have you been equipped, you know, uh, given what you need, I'm now going to give you the, impetus the 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 not ability because i think that that gets confused in, in the definition but i like the word i like the word you know the definition given the official uh, authority or legal power to empower so so to act on behalf so that that to me if i'm not i'm hopefully i'm not getting ahead of you but um that's kind of how i see this thing moves and at the very end i come on and you and you encourage along the way so i think in, in, in being a good coworker and being a good relational person, um, uh, a contributor to society and culture, 
um, I think that's kind of how that moves and it flows is, you know, first I got to know and I got to relate and then I've got to find the need, equip, give to the need and then speak life. Hey, look, we can do this. You know, I'm going to give this. This is your task. You've been taught. Now go do this thing. Um, you can get in the weeds and we can talk about, you know, how do I equip and then empower my strength coach to finish off the la a late stage of a rehab. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's nuance there, but uh, the ACL situation. Yeah. The ACL situation and he and his story is remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. But what was that process like for, for you to empower him? Hmm. Well, I think there's a couple things there too. Stay with the, the Henry conversation. Um, my strength coach. So, um, you know, I think one of the things that as Liberty grows, I think we put really good people in. And, and I think you're also, you're also seeing the domain of sports medicine, uh, which traditionally has been a very reactive uh, profession, meaning crisis, uh, control situation, plan for the future. It's reactive. I, I think sports performance is a little bit more proactive. How do we maybe see deficit here and we're gonna to begin to address it before it becomes an issue. Um, I think that's the future, if I can start there. Um, but working with someone like him that is performance-minded, me and my traditional education was very sports medicine, thou shall not do. Uh, these are the constraints in which we, um, I, I think for me is I had to learn, adapt, out of the old thought process more into the newer thought process. And, and I had to give a little control uh, up, um, or at least, you know, that was the fear. Oh no, you know, if I give some of this up, I, I think the final product is what it is because if, if without getting too nitty gritty, it, you know, you, you have this acute phase, which is mine. Then there's this transition into sports, you know, uh, functional performance. Um, even in the acute phase, it wasn't like Hen was never involved. And even in the late stage, it wasn't like I wasn't ever involved in, in the final touches. But it was just this, there were different quarterbacks in the different phases, but it was all this kind of uh, symbiotic kind of flow. Um, and I had to learn that. Um, and, and I, the relational aspect with, with Henry and myself was super important to that because it allowed it to function. Um, so back to the actual individual then, um, how do you equip, how do you empower? Um, I think being able to speak to history, to experience helps. Um, this individual had a prior experience um, and we were able to kind of point to some of those things like, hey, you remember what it was like here? Well, here's how it's gonna be the same and here's how it's gonna be different. And, and maybe when we came into a challenge, we'd, we'd, we'd look back on our experience, his experience. And that helped us, I think, smooth out some of the rougher parts of his, his current experience. Uh, and it was also a motiv motivational uh, tactic. I, I think, you know, you, use, you see these four words um, and definitely in, in the phase of a long-term rehab, all four of those things uh come into play um you know obviously throughout the beginning engagement like i've got to be not only does he know in the very beginning when crap hits the fan um here you know i've got your back this is what we're going to do it's going to work 
you know, the encouragement and I'm really engaged, but also, you know, as, as you get into the mundane, are, are you still engage, engaged? I think engagement is easy on the initial. Uh, people are messy. Uh, let's just talk relations, relationships. Um, I think it's easy to be engaged in the beginning. It's really hard to be engaged in the middle. I think in the end, towards the tail end, when you're getting close to maybe what you want, I think people can re-engage. Uh, I think the really elite stay engaged in the middle. I think what I love right there is anybody can be yes. at the start, but the elite right. people, like the amazing families that I see, because I want this to be mm -hmm. everybody. Like I've talked mm -hmm. to a dad, he's like, John, you all these sports people, what can I, as a dad, learn from yes. this? What you can learn. This is what you can learn, man. Anybody can be excited about their kid when they're first born. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's just an amazing experience. But you want to be a great dad? It's going to be when they're eight years old and they're throwing a temper tantrum. Well, and I think even more so, and I haven't gotten there yet, but what do you do when your kids are rebelling? Um, maybe pushing back from the relationship, um, trying to find their own legs, and it just feels like tension. Um, <laughs> Can you still be the authoritative figure and do it in a loving way? Uh, or are you going to react in anger? Um, hard, hard. Um, but like I said, I, I'm going to tie it all the way back to the very beginning. What I said is I, that's, that's why I love athletics is because I think those lessons are on the forefront. And I just hope, I just hope that I can take some of them and I can take my work and I can bring it home. And I hope my kids are better at dealing with frustration, staying engaged when the work is hard, because they see the daddy does it and they see that, oh, the guys on the court, they do it. Um, that's kind of why I still do what I do. Now, you equip people mm -hmm. on any basis, doesn't matter what it is, tape, ice, who or what equips Aaron Schreiner. Um, it's a great question. Um, I think when I was younger, more than I knew, uh, I would be equipped and empowered only in the limit of what I felt affirmed by in work. So if I got a head pat, hey, good job, you know, yay, I did good. And, and I would have, I, I felt validated, right? And I think as one matures, I should need that less and less, right? And because that that is temporal too. Um, I think... I mean, if you know anything about me, my, my identity, I, identity to me is huge. I mean, you talk about, you use these, these words, uh, but I don't think you can equip. So I'm going to go back to the other thing I said. You can't give away what you don't possess. I can't equip and encourage, empower anyone if I don't know who I am. And I, ha I don't have the vision that is of the, of, the, of the larger goal, right? So for, to answer your question, who equips me, I have to know who I am, who defines me, right? And I am not defined just by my work. I'm not defined by the success of my relationships. Um, I'm defined first and most uh, as the child, a child of the most high, period. Um, you can agree or disagree with that, but that understanding or at least belief system that I, that I internally believe that um, allows me to move out of it. And um, it's, yeah, yeah. And then, and I think secondary to that too, um, because we are human, um, 
I, I think our principal relationships are either going to suck life out of us or they're going to pour back into us. So I think choose wisely. Um, but um, uh, my, my principal relationships, my, my, my mother and my father, um, mm. my wife um, e equip me. Now, I would tell you this in a different way, like, not that they can give anything to me, but seeing my kids, the, 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 just the it, just innate uh overflow of their just their interaction you know when they see you the, at the end of the day or and we just got off like a six-day road swing and my daughter I, I picked i surprised her i picked her up from school and like you could literally see her smile through her mask it was that big so it's little stuff like that that those things bring encouragement to me um uh i i think if you're lucky enough to be in a healthy work environment my coworkers are awesome um and i think it's I think also uh, athletics, another reason why I like it is since we're all going towards the common goal, or at least we should be, I, I think it's almost like an extension of what the church should be. And I think church relationships, the, the people that you, your, your fellow parishioners that you go to church with, um, I see this as also as a, an equipping or an encouragement or an, an empowering force, uh, you know, uh, iron sharpens iron. Um, so I guess my, my answer to you in a long way is my principal relationships. First and foremost, my identity, who do I adhere to? What defines me? My identity is a, a child of the most high. Um, and then my principal relationships come, come underneath that, undergird that um, and help lift that up. And reading, reading's good, reading's good too. I, I should say how you, how you, how you, um, you know what? You, what you put, what you put in your head. You know what's funny about reading? Um, you probably don't know him, but I had a mentor back at Liberty who loved to read and oh I have no idea who that is yeah um, you know what me being a young eager 21 um year old young man might have picked up a couple things from his habits that have influenced my life yeah how many how many books how many books do you read a year 35 okay yeah that's a that's about 35 more than me yeah but I, but I try to read I try to read little bits of other stuff but yeah, yeah I, it's probably 35 he's impressive I, I love audible um but I think the other thing is too, what, so even if it's not reading, I think you have to compete. We talk about it in athletics all the time. You know, what are the voices are, what are the voices that you're listening to, right? Is, is the only thing I put in my mind, negative, 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 is it just entertainment, basically void of, of any intellectual reasoning? Um, or do, you know, am I listening to sermons? Am I listening to, to lectures? Am I, uh, uh, listening to webinars to about how to improve my craft. I, I, I don't, I don't think development is ever passive. Okay. I can't encourage, equip, um, engage and empower you by accident. And, and I can't get filled up myself by accident. It has to be intentional. So I think one thing that I need to do better. And I think definitely our, I think our culture as a whole needs to do better is less drivel um, I'm okay with entertainment, but just like sugar, man, I got plenty of sugar in my diet. I probably don't need to go looking for more sugar. I got plenty of entertainment in, in my mental diet. I probably don't need to be go looking for more. And if anything, I need to, to, to really hone out um, more intentional uh, information to go along with who am I, is my identity and my principal relationships. I love this idea of, and again, Henry um, Hen, 
you know, straight mm-hmm. he talks about this is like an ecosystem. Because these four pillars, the equip, empower, and um, engage, mm-hmm. and encourage, which I didn't say them in order, but does that really mm-hmm. matter? Because it's an ecosystem. Because I think I, uh, yes and no, yes and no. I, I think because people have different needs and are in different places, maybe they need something before they need the other, right? So maybe, maybe for me to equip someone or empower someone, I actually have to start with encouragement um, because that's really what they need. Um, we've already, you know, and, 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 or maybe it's like, look, I don't care what you say, but until you get to know me, until you get to, until you are willing to engage me, I ain't hearing any of that. And, you know, and, or maybe it's someone that's like, look, I, I'm, I know who I am. Um, I trust our relationship. You just got to give me, you just got to empower me. Uh, you just got to give me some license to do what I'm good at. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think because we're all different and because our relationships are in different places. Yeah. I, I don't think you can say you can't, it's gotta be A plus B plus, you know, C, D, whatever. Um, I think it kind of, def- I still think it's all about relationships at all. If, if, and that's why I love, you use the word serve. Um, true service is relational. And, and, and I think to, to that point, if I know the relationship, if I know me, I know the context, I, I can give away what I do possess because I know myself. And, and, and I have a decent relationship with you that I'm going to be able to figure out where I need to a collab with you. Do I need to empower you? Do I need to equip you? Do I need to encourage you? Do I just need to engage with you more? I'm, I'm big into culture and I think family culture is a big deal. I think everybody yeah. should know where they come from. So let me ask you this question. 300 years from now, there's this man and all he knows that Aaron Schreiner was in his lineage from time past what does he know about you uh, I, I'm actually gonna answer that with with one of the one of the observations I have about my youngest daughter and uh, the thing is is she's kind of of the two she's the one that's the most like me and my wife and I joke that um, Bree is she, she, she is going to fight fierce, but she's going to love fierce. So she is like, she, she will go toe to toe with you. Well, she'll go toe to toe against you, but she can also go toe to toe with you. I, I want, I want people that come after me to know that um, with all, and you know me a little bit, with all of the energy that I bring to stuff, to life, I want people to know that not only can I apply that in my day, but I want them to know that I apply it to my relationships. That as much energy as you see me buzz around with, I'm there standing in the gap with you um, at the end of the day. That, that's, that would be my hope. I want my kids to know that daddy is 100% in their corner. will call a spade a spade, but in the end uh, is 100% for them. That's amazing, man. Aaron, so, appreciate you, brother. Well, I, I love the concept of it. And it, to, to me, it's exactly what I've said for the past hour is relationships, right? 
how then, I mean, you're, you're willing to try to go, okay, fine. It's about relationships. Let me see if I can put, put it, take something that maybe that I've gotten out of this relationship with this person and put it in a tangible format and see if somebody else gets out of it. I think it's great. And, and I hope it takes off for you. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron, have a great day, man. And um, yeah, yeah we will, my pleasure. 